Captain Texas here with a special bulletin. I'm just recording this here special episode to reach out to, uh, well, he's not, he's not exactly a friend of mine, but <clears throat> in another life, I think we could have been. I wish we would have been. And now I just hope we get the chance to meet, either on the field of battle or, God willing, in a saloon in a calmer time. But for anyone listening, and I hope he is, I got a simple message for President Zelensky over there in Ukraine. Ukraine, not the Ukraine. I hear that's a... I don't know much about this here, political correctness, but I hear that's that's a subject matter. I've, I've been out in the woods for a while here. And I wanted to tell him, well, it takes a lot to impress a man that is uh, dead set against ever appearing in any way attracted to another man. Not for... Not for any sort of fear, you understand, but just to make my position clear, because I don't want to mislead anyone or break any hearts that don't need breaking. But I'll tell you what, I don't think I've ever seen a man play the piano so perfectly, or so elegantly. So with everything that's going on, I would just like to remind everybody, there are heroes amongst us, and they can come from the strangest of, strangest of corners, and they can have the strangest of talents. But the important thing to remember is, when the enemy's at your doorstep, sometimes you gotta answer the door with your pants around your ankles. Captain Texas out. Also, Tila Tequila should should have won. Flavor flavor of love. That's true. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, that's that's definitely true. I don't know if we should use that one, but uh, that's about as topical as I wanted to be. No, I was originally thinking that uh, when you started doing that, Captain Texas was gonna be. That character from Doctor Strangelove. Oh, that, like, super, oh, that would have been so much better. Fuck. Super Warhawk. Do you want yeah, to re- yeah. re- 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 redo it? Oh, just, we could get going. Oh, uh, one second. I need to. Um, I think his name's Love. Uh, no, no, it's not Love. Um, is it? Uh, 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 what is his name? Folks, call in with his name. Okay, okay. I got it. I think, I think I've got this. <clears throat> Group Captain Mandrake, are you familiar with the communist conspiracy to dilute and poison our precious bodily <laughs> fluids? I wouldn't expect you to be. Most people don't think about it nearly enough. But what are we besides precious bodily fluids? Now, I took a course of action that some might consider extreme. That's between them and whatever god they believe in. But this conflict needed to be met, so I decided to meet it in defense of our fluids. And I want to be clear, because you might be the only witness to what I was really defending. But I undertook this action to make sure that wine didn't get communized. (laughs) And whatever casualties may result... I stand by that action. Should have uh, should have watched that clip to get a better idea of what the <laughs> what the speech was, but yeah, it's got the precious bodily fluids in there, and anybody who's going to get that joke, that's all they need. Exactly, and that's the real that's the real takeaway, kids. Just yeah. remember all you just the bare minimum to be relevant and to have people understand a little bit of what's going on, mm-hmm. and just phone the rest in. Yeah, just really, <laughs> just really, just sort of uh, got a basic premise. And then you just sort of <laughs> punt. <laughs> and you just, you just, you just, you know, just cross your fingers and hope it makes any sort of sense. And you know, honestly, it doesn't even have to. But if it does, it's bonus points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. God. I don't, I, I've been trying to avoid thinking too much about, uh, too, too much about that movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, when you sent me that, like, gif, I was like, fuck, dude, this is really... I don't know why it wasn't, like, the first thing that I thought of, but, like, oh. god damn, man. This has to just be, like, so good for so many people who have been so, like, traumatized with, like, Cold War propaganda their entire fucking lives to think, like, it's a threat. It's a legitimate threat. It's a threat. It's a threat. You need to be prepared at all times, you know? And to have, like, s- something happen, you know? Yeah. Is, uh, you know, obviously it's not, like, all-out fucking nuclear holocaust, but, like... Just to have something happen is like, god damn. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's so, like, I mean, just the the number of times of just, like, god, the, 
just the that scene where like the scene that I sent you the clip from where he's like Oh, Mr. President, you should see them. And they're diving in there, and they can fly. Oh, yeah. You're just coming in right under the radar, and they're just going in mm-hmm. just full tilt. And it's just, but can they do it, General? Can they Can they do it? Can they do it? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Yeah, that's where we're at. It's like the, you know. Yeah. That's where we're at. And so, you know what? Look, we got we to gotta hit this with more energy, baby. It's fucking, mm-hmm. it's fucking cuckoo banana pants out there. We're fucking in it we're in it babe yeah it's, yeah it's, it's friday folks it's friday it's not friday you know it's it's not but you should treat every day like look, it's friday hey you know, what I you mean? know yesterday was thursday tomorrow's saturday yep. but i'll tell you what today is today's doomsday <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> if you want to learn how to love the bomb sit down open a bottle of wine and well just yeah just try not to think about anything just try not to think about it because you know what everybody should do. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, uh, well, because you know, <laughs> what good's thinking about it gonna do? You know what I've been doing, like, like unironically that I that I that I think right now makes a lot of sense. Um, that I'm like, I don't know why I just sort of gate interest in this is like Bordeaux futures. And I'm like, oh, I just want to have some idea of like a, a future, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, let me give me something tangible for the future. It's like, let me just let me see if I can get some Sauterne. Let me get some like Sudero for like twenty dollars a bottle. Hell yeah, baby. Look, the only way the only way there's going to be a world this is actually, you know, this is this has been a huge theme for me both personally and like existentially in terms of the world. The only yeah. ver- the only way in which there's a future is if you believe there is one. Like mm, mm-hmm. and this is a, this is an important like a, an important Cohen, for anybody who's really into Buddhist stuff or Taoist stuff or whatever, like there is only the eternal now. But if you want the now to exist, you have to believe that the now will continue existing because, and like there's, you know, with most of that stuff, I think it's easy to misinterpret it as like, oh, there's a get out of jail free card because like there's only the now. So you shouldn't worry about the future because like the future, you know, there is no future. There's only the now. And it's like, motherfucker, the future right. will be the now. So you got to be in the now, right. in the now that was, and the now that will be. Because the past mm-hmm. was now, the future will be now, and this is now. Mm-hmm. And if you just yep. do the fucking... It's like, it's it's as useless as fucking nihilism. And as, you know, navel gazing. <laughs> it's just the like, ah, oh, well, yeah, there's yeah, no... Yeah. You know, not only do, like, people have to believe in, like, their own future to not be too depressed to get out of bed in the morning, and we can get mm-hmm. back to that later if people want to hear more about my personal life, but I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta look at the world as though it's one that mm-hmm. could have a future, and here's something, here's a little secret, folks. I'll, we're gonna let you in on a little secret. The rich don't believe in the future. Hmm. Like they just don't like in 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 a way that is very meaningful for people like you and me, maybe <laughs> they don't believe yeah, in it yeah. because we don't matter in yeah. it. They don't care if we right. exist in the future because they don't understand oh, no. how things happen coherently enough to recognize that we need each other. Like even if they want to like do the thing they're planning and have like, you know, luxury resorts with very high walls to defend them from not only like the ravages of climate change but the sort of mad max reality that we're all going to like descend into in the most boring and depressing and uncinematic way possible for sure that won't work because they won't have people to wait their tables like right they're the idea of like it's a it's a useful thing about watching like fucking downton abbey is like Mm -hmm. the difference in like mentality about people committed to the concept of a servant class or like a servant profession is between people who are old enough to see that as the best social circumstance they can achieve in life and other people Mm -hmm. who are younger and see society changing in such a way that other options are available to them and we're moving towards a future where the only sort of compulsion people would have towards service jobs for the ultra wealthy is in a context where they can't exist otherwise without being in that role. But then, you know, it sort of breaks down when it's like, but who's going to grow the food? And who's going to, you know, <laughs> like, like there will be no economy in a real way. Like, mm-hmm. going, like the, the only reality that the rich can hope sustains the vision of the future that they do legitimately have. And you can just, I'm not saying that like in a speculative way, just in like a, 
what they're doing with the world way mm-hmm. is neo-feudalism that is only sort of sustainable with the sort of trappings of fascism. Right? It's just that's that's all you got. So, um, you know. You hear to hear you first, folks. The future, the future Court is taint bad. officially endorsing feudalism. Mm. <clears throat> is that what I just did? Shit. Oh, dude. It's it could, like, and I guess this is apropos to our subject matter. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, this, the, like, existence of wine as a product, as, like, a social product, had, like, eventually had to be pawned off on the, the monasteries and, like, the, the clergy. Like, that, because it had to be conducted by people who were basically exempted from normal social concerns. Like, that's the, the thing that people, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. You gotta remember about the fucking monasteries, man. You gotta, you gotta, oh. Like a, come on, man! Like it's the monasteries, man, and it's just like a bunch of people nice. want to be like, "There's a beverage here, man," and and <laughs> we gotta we gotta have like dudes with the you know, there's no they're not gonna be running the the family house. They're the second son or the third son. They're and that you know, man, like what are you gonna do with them? So you send them to the monastery, and then what do you do with them when they get to the monastery? You just have them do labor that is very contemplative and gives them lots mm-hmm. of time to think about God because what is God? A distraction. Mm. That's what mm. matters. That's what matters, folks. Also, chartreuse matters, because you know what? Well, it's one yeah. of really the only things that's, like, evidence that humans can, like, do something that matters. Because sometimes monks invent things, and that's cool. Yeah, that's cool give them as credit shit. credit for that, you know? And sometimes I'll it's not like, torture but... devices. Like, that's also yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll say, like, the light bulb, right? Yeah. Like, that allows you to do shit at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, in dark places, that doesn't involve an open flame. Yep. It's fantastic. It's a right? good call. There are not other things that can do that thing. And that thing lets you do all sorts of other shit. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, you know, innovation and inventions and stuff, when's the last time something that was invented, like, recently, that had that sort of impact? Just think about it. Uh, just, just think about yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably chartreuse, honestly. Yeah. Because that's yeah. like, what, like, how did that thing even come into existence? Uh, it's, it's like trial and error, right? Yeah. But like, that thing is, you taste that and you'll <laughs> have a good bit of VEP when you're here. Big guy. But uh, that shit, you'll be like, this is, this doesn't make it, like, this is from outer space. What? It's like 130 random fucking things thrown in there in the exact perfect proportions that create this thing that's like, it's perfect. And that, like, that kind of thing, like, if if you think about it, those are all the best things that we've invented. The best things oh, we yeah. invented aren't useful. They're not purposeful. <laughs> They're not things, yeah. like, people say necessity mm-hmm. is the mother of invention, and that's true. Yeah. But that's why, like, you know, necessity, she's a terrible mother. Like, she's right. she's constantly not paying attention to you she's constantly worried about what she needs to do she's got so many responsibilities she's constantly inventing shit to replace you also i would say younger siblings who get more love than there's a lot of them yeah they just had all those kids to like you know help around the farm but then they realize it's 2022 and they're like there's no farms all the farms are now like you know about 1.2 million acres and they're all run by drones so like what is that even about no but you know yeah like yeah it's yeah it's about trash it's about it's about a garbage world that we're all gonna it's about landfills oh my god but yeah but necessity right she's the mother of invention but then like one of her older kids one of her earlier inventions Mm -hmm. wine and alcohol raw doll yeah 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 uh that kid that, that invention, yeah, but also had, like, a cool boyfriend who was God. And so there were all these mm-hmm. monks who were, like, you know, watching God and and alcohol fuck. And were like, okay, but, like, we, we get it. Could this be kinkier? There are a bunch of, mm, you know, nice. pervy voyeur monks, and they invented chartreuse, and that's cool. Oh, yeah. And that's how, that's, those are the cool inventions. Those are the ones that we really, mm-hmm. like, they're not the, the ones. Cool guys. They're, they're not the ones that are, like, the the 
true children of necessity. Mm-hmm. They're the sort of like yeah. weird, you got to follow the family tree a long way to figure out how somebody got to yeah. that being a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple times removed, all sorts of yeah. other place. Who even knows? Yeah, because let's face it, you're, you know, you're at the family reunion of inventions. And you don't want to be hanging out with like the matriarch and the patriarch. You want to be... Ugh. Yeah, it's down at that end of the table. You want to be at the kids' table where everyone's smoking oh, dope yeah. under the tablecloth and <laughs> fucking shooting up heroin in the bathroom. That's where it's fun. Yeah, for sure. So you're just drinking chartreuse also, and talking about that time that, you know, you sucked Jack Kerouac's dick. That's great. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Roll doll yeah, banged yeah, yeah. some American diplomat's yeah. wife, or she banged nice. him. <laughs> it's a real story about how we got into World War One. Nice. Trying to talk with this, like, hopeful affect to my voice because we're fucked, man. We're so fucked. Yeah. But you know what's not fucked, right? What's not fucked? Uh, This super delicious wine I'm drinking. Ooh, what are you drinking? I'll give you one guess of what delicious thing that I got for basically nothing. Oh. What country it's from. You're drinking Australian? Hell yeah. Uh, Are you drinking... Are you drinking Clarendon Hills? No, no, I'm not, unfortunately. Oh, then are you drinking the uh, the the '90s um, something Gate? Is it Gate? Oh no, no, Wild Duck Creek. Wild Duck Creek. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm actually drinking uh, K Brothers. Oh. Uh, which you would you would like their 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 label a lot. K Brothers '97. Uh, I think it's Hillside uh, Shiraz. Um, it's a, one of the ones I got from. One of the those auctions and uh, I just yeah, realized like, my phone is like, really gonna... close to the microphone. Sorry, dude. Oh no, it's all good. Hopefully that doesn't fuck it, it up. Uh, it'll be a little, be a little buzzy, but you know I'll do that little function. You can take it out. And honestly, you can get this shit. It's fitting. Excuse me. I just looked up a K Brothers ninety seven hillside and got a a private residence in New Jersey. Nice. <laughs> you should show up. Show up just like uh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. And just and just demand all of their wine. With, oh, this is wielding beaut. wielding a stingray. Oh, that oof. Oh, damn. It's a great label. <laughs> oh, the label's so good. Yeah, dude, I love yeah. that shit. It's either it's either like wine or like a bottle of like steak sauce. Yeah. Like I think like, I don't know mm-hmm. which which no, <laughs> which it's, one it's, it's going to be. It's wine, bourbon, or steak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like a label that it has pictures of like two guys who look like lesser members of Jesse James, you know, <laughs> crew. Yeah. It's so, so good. So good. Love that. And they have the it's the same label still, except now they switched to, to screw cap and this was a cork. But um, the cork on this was pristine still. It was kind of a short, not like not. It wasn't like a super long. It wasn't like that. It wasn't that short. It was definitely shorter than like a like a normal like a regular standard issue cork. But um, it sound like a Tinder great, date. Great condition. Talking about meeting oh, up yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A standard issue, yeah. standard issue cork. And it's not. She's like, not it was. De- definitely long. wasn't definitely, a Dalforno. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't quite normal length, but it looked like it mm-hmm. had never been used. Pristine condition, like just. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like one of those like those like three liter corks that are like you know pretty like girthy. Yeah. Like no, it just had normal normal girth, average yeah. girth. It looked a little bit like a Jeroboam cork, like in proportion, because you know those are wider yeah. in there. But like it wasn't. But it certainly wasn't like. Anyways, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that particular woman has switched to screw cap, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or mash cap. But anyway, I don't the, even uh, know what that joke was implying. Sorry, just going. Yeah, no. Nah, but that's kind of the, just the new. I feel like that's like a Gen Z thing. Oh yeah. Where you just say something that makes absolutely no sense, and everyone's like, "That's so fucking funny, dude." And it's like, I know you guys all have like brain cancer, you know, yeah. but like. If not literal brain cancer, then, like, you might as well just because, like, you're just so fucked just by everything that, like, the only thing that seems funny is just complete nonsense. Yeah. Oh, I mean, nonsense. Which I get. Yeah, nonsense is great, but, like, it's, yeah. Like, nonsensical nonsense. Yeah. Like, the Eric Andre show is probably my favorite, like, (laughs) minute-for-minute humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show is insane. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) I uh oh man I'll I'll be honest I uh well I teased uh some insight into my personal life and this relates actually quite well to some stuff we were talking about off the pod the other day but I had a genuine mm-hmm. moment of just like just being like like kind of reflecting on I had a I had a bad moment right mm-hmm. and anybody listening we'll go back to the 
well, do you want to talk more about the wine or should I should I carry on with what is about to be a very embarrassing story? Um, I will talk about the wine real quick and then let you get back to that. Perfect. Um, just so I don't forget my train of thought while I'm my little, my little choo-choo train, my little choo-choo train, my little train set, one of those, uh, the, uh, you know, the Bobby Bacala train set oh. series of thoughts that I have about that. Wait. With a little conductor hat on. Are the, the, are those the, like, put together ones that are like a little, sort of like a puzzle piece? Which ones? Bo- Bobby Bacala? No, Bobby Bacala is the, the character from The Sopranos who's like. Oh, my. Um, it's in like the last season. He's, uh. He gets really into trains. Uh. Yeah, he gets super into trains, and it's so funny. And he's like, what he wears a little conductor's hat while he's like, you know, oiling the tracks and stuff. It's very funny. But um, I like how. But yeah, you were uh, saying about Gen Z people. It's like we're all just Sopranos characters now. Like, oh yeah, yeah, do, yeah. You know. Anyways, <laughs> no, it's um. So there's this one, and there's the so this. I was op- like trying to decide whether to open this one or open another one of the Magella, which is the ones that we. The first episode back that I, I drank that, and it's like a Shiraz Cab blend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's super good. Um, that I think is re- that there's really a strong case to make um, for like that being essentially like like I get like 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 Bordeaux gets like gets to be what it is just through hundreds of years of like clout. But like if you told somebody like yeah no you just you have Cab and then you have these like four other grapes that you're gonna blend into it yeah or three or four however many and then they're like. All right, whatever. But then you're like, yeah, in Australia you're gonna do cab, and then you're gonna like blend Syrah, or you're gonna you blend cab, and they're like, nah, it's not a real wine. And you're like, what? But, but like, why not? Like, why isn't that? And they're like, ah, it's because like it's just it's no so nobody has told me that it's like good. So <laughs> I'm like, ah, yep, sick. I haven't been told to give a shit about this. And um, one of my friends, he like he you know very um very like old world type of palate, like you know burgundy heavy, and he like. I, he like respects my like you know opinion a lot on wines for everything except Australian. He's like I I don't know where that is. I'm like you'll come around to it eventually. Like it's just it's gonna happen. But I think he's just you know it's it's not his time yet to 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 really fully embrace them. But they they'll be waiting for him when he's here. You know I got plenty. But anyway, yeah. um this is just straight Shiraz, and I think it is a really beautiful expression of it. Um when I first opened it. The tannins were pretty, they weren't even like abrasive, but they were just kind of like, kind of the tannins you would get out of like, sort of like young, young Bordeaux, not like super aggressive, but like the, the, the density of tannins, you know, where they're kind of hard, they like hit your teeth and you're like, Ooh, okay. Um, and then it dissipated after whatever, maybe like 30 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. Like totally, it, it took up like a gradual decline. And then after even like a half hour of air, they totally like the tannins all melted and they're all super soft and supple. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's it, baby. That's just, that's, 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 that's old wine. And I think, um, with older wines, I was so much more focused on, um, letting wines get air to let them unfold aromatically and flavor wise rather than like texture wise. Cause, um, with, with a lot of those types of wines, like with older wines, I would just kind of like, you know, especially if it's like bigger, um, I would just kind of like decant it and then maybe just smell it or like maybe not even taste it just smell it to make sure it's not corked or like fucked up or anything and then just forget about it for like a couple hours and then come back to it um but i think you know tasting it right away and then you know tasting it periodically through when it's open lets you sort of see how it transforms and like opens up and um opens up like texturally i think um and so that was interesting to watch this but uh yeah it didn't take as long as i thought for it to for it to, to mellow out but you know it's still just great freshness and um I don't know if this is a thing. It's probably not like a, like a, um, I'm probably just like a, like a, you know, totally fabricating this. But have you noticed that like wines, certain, like wines will taste different in different places? Have you ever noticed that? No, yeah, that's, yeah. Absolutely. And like, so like, there's like one of my friend's houses that I would go over and I'd bring wine to him. Like, I kind of don't want to bring wine over your house because like, it doesn't taste as good over here. Like we can drink it like and di- go to this place, go over to this place, or go over here, whatever. And it'll like taste better. But for some reason, one of my friend's house, like it's not the glasses. Like I can bring glass. It's not like the house doesn't smell weird. Like I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, you can like whatever. Just say it's like, you know, the, and, and that's I think where like you, you could get like people who are, you know, into like the elements, like biodynamics. Be like, oh, well, I have an explanation for that, you know. But uh, you know what? I, I don't I would, know. I would guess is a huge factor in that that people what's that uh barometric pressure huh that's a good point and the, i didn't think about that the way that um 
like the way that different houses are like set up like it was out at the coast uh, a few weeks ago and the house was just like really dry and it Mm -hmm. like very and i couldn't tell if it was being at the coast or what but then like at my folks place the um it's very dry like particularly like the room i had growing up i think it actually had a lot to do with like Mm -hmm. sleeping issues as a kid but Mm. i i suspect that um like that would sort of inhibit like how much stuff would get like like how the vapor pressure of the wine like yeah releasing aromatics work but it also like messes Mm -hmm. with your um your nasal capacities like in Mm -hmm. very subtle ways like you can tell when you're in a like a drier environment or a more humid environment almost without totally being able to tell and then Mm -hmm. with smells too like even if it's very subtle like Mm -hmm. smell more than almost any other like uh sense is one where you just like your brain will edit smells out if you're around them Hmm. enough Mm-hmm. and yeah um it's one of the things that one of the weirdest places to taste wine like a place that wine is always quite vivid for me is in wineries because mm-hmm. it's in the context of a bunch of wine smells already and if you go into a new winery or if you haven't been into a, a winery for a while the sm- oh, excuse me the smell will just like wallop you because mm-hmm. the entire the entire place is just full of aromatic compounds that are just sort of latent and then you know yeasts and all these other things that are just like there's so much there that is related to all of that um yeah like yeah i don't know it's just like i there's a there's a so like the way that both smell is the apparently most like I, i've heard and read that smell is the most closely linked to memory of all senses like it's the, the, mm-hmm. it, it roots the deepest but then it also yeah. is the most sort of edited, adjusted by your brain to normalize, hmm. so you can detect variations. Like, uh, interesting, yeah. And you know, that's like, uh, it, yeah. There's a lot, a lot about all of that that I would, you know, that I, I, like. It's one of those. It's one of those million factor things. But those would be two mm-hmm. of my guesses. It's like something is going on yeah. in in certain environments with how your how your uh olfactory senses are being pressured and working that affect stuff because it's totally true no that no that's so funny i'm just imagining like you know someone like going to a restaurant and like you see somebody like come in and they like they like bring their own wine glasses Mm -hmm. and and then someone's like oh what an asshole you know Mm -hmm. and then somebody else comes in and they have like their own (laughs) humidifier barometer yeah and like uh yeah like (laughs) a humidifier all this this equipment for measuring when they need yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a humidity sensor. You have all these sorts of things. Yeah, an, just bring an air freshener, like a basically Dyson, like, like air yeah. air filter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely everything in. I love like, it. Like, yeah, I actually have a trailer outside that I would I would like to be served in. Please. Yep. Yep. No, but that's like uh, you know, it's it's part of why like, the version of that that I to- I I I totally believe because I've experienced it and it it does matter. But we've talked about this. It's like glasses, like wine glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. There is so much like debate or or contention or discussion over like what are the best shapes of glasses? What is the best glass? What's the you know, what's the most affordable glass? Like go to different mm-hmm. tasting rooms and they have glasses of a certain shape because they want them to be as like expressive as possible. And other people have glasses of a certain shape because they don't want to have to keep buying new ones because they keep breaking or you know all of those things. And then other people who have the like very very like tight little tall short ones that are uh the ones that they use at like uc davis for all of their like testing for students and stuff huh. yeah yeah and everyone's constantly talking about like what the best what the most accurate glass to taste out of is or like what the most expressive glass mm-hmm. for a certain wine is and i'm solidly of the opinion that if that matters to you too much you don't like it's like it's like this is the thing i always wonder about with people who have like very extreme kinks and i'm not <laughs> i'm not trying to yeah. kink shame but there mm-hmm. is a point at which i start to wonder does this person really like sex or do they not like sex so much that they're just trying to come up with a bunch of parameters to kind of like find a a needle's eye through which they do yeah it's like some makes sense you know like people who you know it's like 
this is a much more normal example, but it's the same thing as like people who will only <laughs> listen to like um, music through the highest quality headphones. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, do you like music if you need it to be that precise, or like, <laughs> like why are you putting no, totally. so many parameters be- between yourself and just enjoying something? Because crying out loud it's like the necessity is the mother of invention thing right was this necessary (laughs) it's like no 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 all of these things were born out of out of like and i feel like i'm obsessive compulsive enough to say this without it being like unfair to people it's born out of obsession like it's not out of necessity it's out of like this desire to maximize things and i and i you know i can admire it when it like when it works and it does is what i mean about like there are glasses that are better than other glasses and there are glasses that are incredible and will provide more expression from wine than other glasses will that is a completely true thing Mm -hmm. but you get into the like you get into the to the nuts and bolts and the nitty-gritty of it and you know if it's your thing it's great and if it's not your thing people just it, it people will tune out so fast and it's you know yeah like, and I, I love that kind of stuff just for this. Like, I like listening to people about things like that for the sake of listening to them because pe- mm-hmm. people fascinate me. And, you know, like people, mm-hmm. people talking about things that they're passionate about. I, I always, I always have, am able to at least like have some basic level of appreciation for like, oh, this person really loves that. That's cool. This person probably enjoys their day more than I do because they're so obsessed with this thing. <laughs> yeah. But. You know, it, 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 it like when you, it, it's one of the things that, like you were saying about, you know, it can create blinders and limit limitations where it's like, okay, well, I like these wines. It's like, oh, well, you, so you like, you like cab? And they're like, well, no, I like Bordeaux. It's like, well, but there are other ways to do cab. And they're like, yeah, but they're, they're not, they're not as good. Like what you're saying about like yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Australian wine. It's like, no, it, like just because, you know, it's like the, someone hasn't told you to like it thing. So you don't know if you can. Mm-hmm. And like I suffer from that all the time. Like I, I, you know, it's why Rotten Tomatoes is going to kill movies because it's just an aggregator of like a <laughs> bunch of reviews. But then it just boils them down to like, yeah. do they like it or not? And then you know, you get mm-hmm. you get a, a number based on yes or no. Like the yes or no reduction. Should someone see this movie of a actual movie review? So it's it it mm-hmm. just it just trolls through all of this work done by people who actually go out see the movie and write something potentially quite insightful about it because it's you know there's an art to it's where you know roger ebert won a fucking pulitzer because if you can write a a review of a movie without spoiling the movie for somebody you can write something about something that tells someone how it how you experienced it to give them a solid understanding of what it is so they can take your opinion and either you know if you liked it you know accept it and go watch the movie too or you know if you didn't like it, consider what your bias might be and still maybe go see it. Like, the, the, it's a tricky form of writing. And I, I, I think, you know, potentially Robert e, Ro, Roger Ebert, like, he was genuinely good at that. I mean, uh, his movie reviews are actually, like, great bits of writing. But so many people, like, yeah. don't see them as a, a complex, like, negotiation of, like, what is this thing in relationship to mm-hmm. craft and story and all of that. They see that as, like, Am I am I a cultured person <laughs> if I relate to this thing? Right. It's like right. Yeah. No. I I haven't thought about that about about movie writing or uh, or or movie. You know, reviewing movies or you know, criticizing them or we're not criticizing. But is is there a, like a, a a word for like like criticking them that's not criticize? Critiquing? Like crit? Okay. Yeah. Good point. Wait, but is is that the same though? Like, what's the difference between? I guess that would that would require better like. Well, understanding the roots of it, criticize versus critiquing, and that's like a critique is critiquing. To be, is that French? Uh, is that probably French root? Is yeah. Uh, but like critique is like supposed to be constructive. Like it's a very, it's a, like a detail that you're providing. Mm-hmm. Like a you know your critique on something is like uh, mm-hmm. a detailed analysis or assessment of something. Um, totally. Criticism is more general, and it's like relating something to another structure or to a a purpose. Say. Mm-hmm. Like criticism, an expression of well, uh, an analysis or judgment of the merits or faults of something, you know. And, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking of it more in, um, but right. but then like that's different from like a review would just be you know like a, a, a you know it's a 
a formal assessment or examination of something with the possibility or intention of uh, instituting change if necessary or a critical appraisal. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. the dictionary problem going there of referring back to the words. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's the the problem with like wine reviews or wine critics or wine criticism also. No wine critic, like there's a very good bit of, I think one of Neil Gaiman's like suggestions for writers is like if someone tells you there's something wrong with your writing – they're almost always right. If they tell you what's wrong with your writing, they're almost always wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, I think, applies to wine critics beautifully. Like, wine critics are great at discussing wine, discussing the merits of wine or the failures of wine and the nature of wine and the the, the, the context of wine. Because crit- criticism should always be mm-hmm. a relationship to a context, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but... They are not great at critiquing wine because when if you're talking about like critiquing wine from right. a purposeful standpoint, you're talking about like how can you make it better? Like not, you know, make the wine in your glass better, but like make use the grapes better next time or whatever. And right, right. Th- th- like that, that, that's how I part of how I think of the difference between somebody who can give you a critique and somebody who can give you a criticism. Like you're talking to a fellow tradesperson if they're actually like able to critique your work, you're talking to a a person whose occupation is selling your work to the general public if they're criticizing it. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, that's, I, I guess that's how I define that. In in yeah. the context of what we're doing as wine, I guess we're technically wine critics, so fuck us. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, I'm <laughs> yeah, currently so. drinking a, a Urban Roots 12-degree Czech-style lager. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So and how would you how would you rate that as a wine? Um, as a wine, I would give it a a, a solid. Um, I would give it a solid Dubai. Mm. A so big, a, a two yeah. thumbs up. Is that a James Suckling ninety eight? Oh, on the James Just Suckling. Like, this is scale? pretty good, and he gives it a ninety eight. I mean, if James Suckling didn't give this a hundred, I'd uh, I'd have words with him. It's a very good beer. I, like I, Urban Roots is a great brewery, and I uh, highly recommend them to uh, to anyone who likes occasionally not drinking wine. Nice, dude. I feel like I gotta. Oh man, you gotta. Uh, I don't know, man. I like. I I try to like enjoy beer, mm-hmm. you know. And I really don't have luck, with the exception of like a couple of a couple of producers. Um, is it? Do do you refer to them as producers? Yeah. You say breweries? Breweries, you, yeah, producers, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of which is in Oregon, uh, as you know. Uh, and the other one is uh, Modelo. No, Modelo's, Modelo is so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, Modelo man. Is a great example. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off like what you were about to say. But no, no, no. No, no, no. no. Modelo is such a good example of a thing that I don't think wine can do. Like, there is a whole <laughs> set of beers. Like, PBR is sort of one of them, but I do think Modelo is the best. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, it's cheap. It is barely alcoholic. You, you, you just like, can drink like nine of them. And and like yeah. have a just conversation. Them. Yeah, you're just like oh yeah, you know, yeah. you're gonna have a conversation that you don't <laughs> wake up. Like I have nine, you know, uh, craft beers, and I will have said something at some point that evening <laughs> that makes me wake up and want to move deep into the woods and never speak to anyone I know again <laughs> because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I drink nine Modellos, and all that happens is I just like. And like actually having a good time and able to talk about what's difficult yeah. in my life with a smile on my face yeah. and people and yeah. it feels like people are actually listening to me because they might actually be listening to me like that's it's yeah. it's like the perfect function of what beer should be is something yeah. that folks now we're also beer critics we're also beer critics I mean <laughs> I, I I give I that like one a James a Suckling a hundred for mm-hmm. sure this is a great uh, this is yeah this is a great beer um. No, uh, dude. Uh, but yeah, Modelo, like, there isn't a wine that I can think of that's, like, as mass-produced and as, like, it, there's nothing that fits into that category that I have as much, like, appreciation for. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't have the same yeah. emotional connection with any wine that's that, like, cheap, readily available, and mass-produced. Yeah, no, me neither. I wish I could, like, I like, if, if I, like, that would be, like, if, um, what's something you can find everywhere that's, like, like, oh, what's that? 
it's like a cab franc or something that has like it always comes in like a one liter bottle and it has like roosters on it or something oh do you know that one that i'm talking maybe. about maybe i just think there's it's, a, just, it's one of those i think there's a beer or a wine called I'll try and look it up i can't it's like it's like whatever for like a yeah. liter it's like i don't know like eight dollars maybe yeah. or something there's a there's a wine and, called um la boutanche uh-huh. that comes in liter bottles and they make like um and they have these funny like animal labels and they like they, they you can get like a liter bottle of Gamay or Cinso and it's you know it's just good nice. yeah it's like it's from yeah it's from Carmel Valley California that is, this might be the closest thing that I can think of to um yeah man to Modelo sorry you said liter bottle and that was what I thought oh yeah yeah no no I don't even remember like where where I was going before with uh with uh Australian wine but um it's fucking great dude like yeah. I. <laughs> like I, th- I really think that um, having bought that Australian wine and having consumed a lot of it um, has really fundamentally changed the way that I view a lot of wines. Yeah. Um, and maybe like wine just generally, but like not n- n- you know not just in terms of like the whole like you don't need to spend a lot of money to get good wine. Like not not even not not those things because that's something I've like known for a while. But um, just like keep going back and forth like yeah no why should why should like something this good have to cost more than this does why should there be things that i mean that's more of just like a like why does like more of like a just a general like existentialist like why is if god loves us then why is the cheapest option always the most harmful you know like why can't the best option be the cheapest why can't that be that you know like that type of thing yeah um like the like why why is anybody going out there spending a bunch of fucking money on wine that you know isn't going to taste this good <sighs> you know like just those sorts of things that like there are very obvious answers to that but then also it's like the, the similar thing where if you just say the word fork enough times you're like oh i don't even when's my birthday yeah uh, like what yep. you know <laughs> like do how, how do i swallow water like well, you know, like <laughs> yeah, 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 you feel like you're losing your mind, but you also feel like you're having realizations and getting smarter. And then you're also just like, I need to go to sleep. You know, like it's all of those sorts of things at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, that's like the. So that's my real take on. And it, I'm gonna take. Well, uh, that's one of the reasons that I've been losing my mind over the last few days in a very like <laughs> bored way. Where you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk to most people or just in general about what's going on in Ukraine mm-hmm. because it is so clearly and obvious like it's the most frustratingly like like yeah had everyone like convinced <laughs> themselves that Putin wasn't going to do it yeah did that matter? No, that was just the thing people would convince themselves no. of. And it's the, like, you just convince right. yourself that it's meaningful, right? We, like, all convinced ourselves that it wasn't going to just, like, pop off at some point. And that's how people are mm-hmm. before every war. Like, the fact that fucking, like, when we, like, when Suleimani got just sniped in Baghdad, mm-hmm. that was insane, like, the fact that Iran yeah. responded to that by, like, blowing up a couple, like, military installations, and then, you know, just, like, that was it. It was, like, the end of the exchange. Like, that was so measured of them, because it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that, like, that was, like, a thing you do to start a war. Like, yeah. Jesus, fuck, what the fuck? And they kind of <laughs> went, we're not going to ignore it, but we're not going to, you know, I don't, like, I'm not, like, you know... I don't, th- this feels like one of those moments where, and people are comparing it to, you know, Iraq and mm-hmm. how, and, and I don't think that's like, like there, there are reasons that that's not the same, like historically. And I think that's part yeah. of what bugs me is like, there's so much context to this. There's so much history to why this is happening. That is like, like people keep brought it up at the beginning of the episode and like, or maybe the, the scrap beginning we'll see if people end up getting to hear that but (laughs) people are you know lauding Zelensky so much right now and you know what no one is saying about that guy him being hell of a penis yeah no people I mean people are saying that for sure (laughs) 
you know, the, the thing that nobody is saying about that guy is that he, him being the president of Ukraine is like Trump being the president of, of the U.S. He's a, he's a TV guy. He's a, he's a TV actor. Like, the difference between yeah. him and Trump is that, and it's, and it's what's going on now, and it's so fucking obvious that it's so frustrating that people aren't, like, taking a moment to be like, oh, maybe this is all, like, very contrived, or what I'm, you know, experiencing about this is contrived, and maybe I should just, like, slow down and, like, and obviously it's, like, I, I have, I'm, I'm not saying any of this to diminish or make light of, like, people in Ukraine dying and, like, Ukrainian citizens being in a horrifying, ter- terrible situation that, you know, because war is fucking awful and I, yeah, I have all sympathy and all, you know, like, compassion and love for those the, the actual people who are going to die and suffer for all of this. But this guy that, you know, the West has suddenly fallen in love with and who's, like, the the hero of this moment, like... The difference between him and Trump is that Trump was hired to do a TV show for his personality to put his personality on television and maximize his personality, and that backfired for the mm-hmm. entire U.S. population in the world when it went on long enough that he believed in that personality so much that he was like, yeah, I'll run for president. I'm going to do it. Watch me. <laughs> Whereas Zelensky, his job, he, he considered it his job to be on television and be a performer. Like, he got good at just being on television and acting, mm-hmm. and... Now they have that as their president. Like they have a guy who's like good at looking good on camera. That's what he's good at. And you know, I don't like I don't know that much deeply about it. And I can't, you know, I'm I'm not saying he's a bad dude or anything. I'm just saying that like it's it's still a show for a lot of people. And oh like, yeah, like for for you and me, what it's supposed to be is a show, and that's what we're getting. And the thing that the thing that uh, is very alarming that I'm that I worry about is the fact that like from the Ukraine side of things, it's a show or from Zelensky side or whatever. I don't know. From the U.S. side, from the, the U.S. media side of things, it's still a show. Right. I'm not like that, like from from mm-hmm. what you're getting on your news feed or seeing on social media, that is a show. And it's got a star right now and a villain. And the thing about the villain is. Uh, he's not it's not a show to him like he's 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 a he's a real ass fucking serious fucking motherfucker <laughs> and that's the thing that that's the thing that actually worries me about all of this is like people are like oh wow this is so crazy or like or like well, yeah fuck putin it's like he, he doesn't care about you saying that he doesn't care about like people making memes about Hannibal Burris calling him a bitch. Like he's yeah. he's staring down the context of this moment, which is the Cold War that never ended. It just became the war on mm-hmm. terror, and then the war on terror became, you know, like the Cold War before it, less profitable. And it all pushed right up to his doorstep and he said, You know what? Fuck it. And that that's the yeah, this I don't know. This this is not like it's. I wanted to talk about it with like high energy and like a, a light attitude because I had, like I said, a very uh, embarrassing personal story from uh, yesterday evening to tell you. But um, <laughs> like I don't know. It's like the thing, the thing that, the thing that we all live in now is waiting for someone to tell us it's real or that we can like something or enjoy something. Like we, we're waiting for uh-huh. the the news to come down that like oh, yeah, that's, like, a, a wine worth liking, or, like, that's a, you know, that's a good beer or whatever. But we're not even sure we can believe it when that does come down, like, when that news does show up, mm-hmm. because we don't know who we're supposed to believe when someone says that, mm. you know, like, because you can go out and find, you know, you can find thousands of reviews of anything online, and the only the only really valuable or valid reason to go and just read a bunch of reviews about products is because some of them are funny as shit and really oh, yeah. just the f- amazing because people are insane and and sometimes willing to share that insanity with the whole goddamn world on the internet and that's just great in the most terrifying way possible but like i don't know people like fucking this it's you know like we're we're beyond with fucking climate change. We're beyond with like world tensions. We're beyond with so many things. Like th- things are actually bad because p- 
people don't like people who are who have a lot of power don't believe in the future but some of them believe in the past and you know and they're they're acting accordingly and i don't know it's just this is this whole moment in time yeah man i it's just just it's so it's so stupid that anybody is acting like this isn't the the road that we've all just been careening down it's not like we all like individually like we on our individual scale or we as individual people didn't choose it but Mm -hmm. just god damn man like we are we are so fucked (laughs) just god it's gonna be great man i don't like shit dude it's just it's fucking wild to me and 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 not in like a i'm gonna freak out about it or spend all my time being anxious about it way like in a yeah, like life, things things are getting harder in a very real way, and they'll continue to get harder specifically on average relatively slowly, but in bits and pieces, for if for certain people, they're going to get much, much harder very quickly, and for other people, it'll remain relatively normal, and, and I, you know, I don't know, um, I don't, I don't know what to say about that that relates to wine, uh, Drink it, and uh, you don't. Uh, it'll temporarily keep your brain off of the fact that it's. It's just. It's a. It's, an, it's a nightmare. It's, it's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know. Yeah. We're just like. Did I tell you about my grandmother not or telling me not to have children? No. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, the last time I hung out with her, she was just like, "So there's something I want to tell you. Don't have kids." She'd watch something on the History Channel about what the world's gonna be like in 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, sea levels are really high. And, yeah. You know, uh, all that shit. I guess, like, to tie it back, like, what was really our theme this week in the wine? Perception? What was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah the perception sure. of, like, like, Bordeaux futures. Like, the idea of that mm-hmm. as a thing is, like, perception is all about history. It's all about the clout. Mm-hmm. It's all about clout. It's all about clout, folks. Yeah. Clout. It's all about clout. You gotta have clout. <laughs> get clout or get out. Like, what? Is so it, you know, like the a great example of it is may, might be uh, someone like Kanye West. Uh huh. That guy has so much fucking clout. Yeah. And he, in his personal realm, tries to squander it all the time. Oh, He's just yeah. a train wreck of a guy. Mm-hmm. But as a musician, he keeps affirming why he has so much clout because he's oh yeah he's good at what he does as a musician. Yeah. And the problem with clout is it's not about the thing that you do. It's not about the craft or about the actual, like, thing you make. And that's why people who believe in clout don't believe in the future. They believe in the past. But they don't believe in the real past. They believe in the one that they can sell. And and they're going to try and sell that to the future. And that diminishes over time in ways that, as we're seeing now, like, ultimately become horribly damaging and potentially deadly for lots of people at a time like we you know americans got sold on the idea of america for so long that eventually (laughs) we all thought it was fine and we were still the best country in the world when we don't even have fucking health care which every other fucking big air quotes around this developed nation in the world has Mm -hmm. right like it's insane and it's so stupid. Oh, yeah. Because we believed in our own clout more than we believed in any of the craft or any of the minutiae or any of the or any of the intention or or substance of anything. And that was like with wine. The substance of wine is always your experience of it. You will never drink. And I think mm-hmm. you made this point before, but you will never drink a wine and experience something anyone else has experienced. Oh, never. Because you were—you literally can't. You can't drink. You can't drink wine through someone else's mouth. <laughs> right, right. And then there are a bunch of factors, right? Of like your own experience isn't even the same. Like if you drink it in a different house or in a different setting, that will change. And there are mm-hmm. maybe reasons, and you could, in theory, figure out what all those reasons are, or like I did earlier, theorize about what they might be. But the important thing is the experience is different, and. It doesn't really matter if one of them is better or worse, right? What matters is that you experience both of them and acknowledge it and let that inform you. 
somehow, or just maybe not inform you, but like be something that you value having experienced in life. Because that's the point. That's it. That's all there is. And like, you know, I'm an asshole trying to develop clout by like figuring, figuring some metric for all that out or like expressing a philosophy about it. Even just to you, like, you know, I don't, you know, that's the great thing about friends, right? You don't need clout with friends or your friends. You don't need to have like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the thing that I feel bad about for Kanye is he doesn't have like just friends who he just feels like he can just like hang out with and just like, I don't know. Maybe he does, but I don't know. That's, I, I, I think like it's, it, there's something really grotesque to me about this, the pace at which people are trying to like negotiate things like, what's going on in Ukraine right now, or, or, um, what's another example? I just, all kinds of new stuff. It's like letting, letting that into yourself and like, try, and like trying to have a relationship to it because it's not something you're experiencing. What you're experiencing is the story that you're being sold. You're experiencing somebody trying mm -hmm. to validate it for you to certify that you should go out and feel these ways. You're experiencing seven layers of manipulation all the time about all kinds of shit and that's like you know you just got to go back to stuff like wine or modello and just appreciate that you can experience it for yourself on your own terms and not need to turn outward to certify that you enjoy that experience and it's worth having i am being so earnest because i am so like just oof, man i tell you what i needed this been too long since we recorded <laughs> shit <laughs> uh, hell okay. yeah man and that's the thing that like you know already people are you know debunking the whole ghost of kiev thing like there are a bunch of pictures of Zelensky that have been shown to be like pictures of him in inspecting troops on the border back in 21 like mm -hmm. it's the thing that's so frustrating to it's and it's the reason i talk about it the way that i do it's like all of this shit is still there you can go check on all of it like it's but people don't people don't because they don't take the time because they're waiting for someone else to come along and tell them how to experience something. It's like, you, yeah, you can experience it for yourself. You can critique it for yourself. You can be your own most trusted critic. You can do that. That's fine. You can like things that are stupid. You can like things that are not, not good. <laughs> you can like things that are yeah. weird. Yeah. You can like, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that's great about shit like chartreuse, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to like it. And that kind of makes it better than something that everyone likes because totally, you know, like it's one of the reasons that, you know, I think on some level people don't take Queen as seriously as they should. That band's fucking awesome because everybody likes mm -hmm. it. Everybody likes at least some Queen. Yeah. Song. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're just trying to be cool. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Well, thanks, everybody. Please go sign up. Patreon.com slash cork tank. I feel like we didn't riff enough. No, dude, this episode was, was, was good. Uh, well, yeah, patreon.com slash cork taint. Um, yeah, man, I got to start. I got to start uh, doing that on going on the Instagram and doing that. I made that little that little uh, story today. Did you see that about the wine club? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> this little, just a little post because I was thinking about that. And I was like, do you think like, our wine clubs worth it? Because like, I think really like I, I think they're good. This is a whole separate conversation. No. But like I think they're good. Ooh, let's if talk you about were, like for, for supporting uh, next week or no, listen to the Patreon next to hear week. about wine clubs. That's true. We'll yeah, talk about yeah, if you want to hear about our nuanced, very sophisticated and politically important opinions on wine clubs, then right. sign up at Patreon.com/slash/Corktain. Give us literally every penny, yeah. not just that you have now, but that you will ever own. Yes, think of us of as it. the church, mm -hmm. and you uh, need to give us money to. You know, it's like an indulgence. Be absolved of your filthy, yep. filthy sins. Yeah. yeah. Um, pay to get your family members out of purgatory by going to yeah. yeah. patreon.com slash corktaint and giving us all yeah. the money. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Seeking out podcasts is actually a sin. Mm -hmm. So the only way to absolve yourself of that sin is to listen to our podcast and also give us your money. Yes. So you're welcome. Nah, dude. You gotta, you gotta, uh, oh, man. Just go back to the old, sh just, it's not like, not really like shit posting, but kind of shit comment. I don't shit even know. Shit commenting? Well, I was going to say specifically, yeah. like, I think you could still get away with just a little treat. Well, folks, uh, buy some, buy some uh, Bordeaux Futures, but only Sauternes. Buy Sauternes uh -huh. Futures because more, more and more Sauternes some, uh, producers just switching, 
they're, they're switching to making dry wine yeah. because nobody's buying sauternes, so they're switching to that. And it's like yeah, it's an lost, it's a lost thing, you know. So it's get like get yourself some sweet wine. Ah, you God. deserve it. Go, go get yourself some sweet wine, sweet couple sweet treats, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then take the remaining you know, change you got in your pocket. Science Patreon account Discord. Go to buy some Urban Roots beer. They're out of Sacramento, yep. California. And hey, yep. if you got a if you got a friend who went through a bad breakup, heckle their exes on Instagram. It's super healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Just uh, it's the way to do just, it. Just just lob in those sort of weird jokes. Yep. 